Hey, hey, welcome to today's episode. If you haven't done so already, hit that subscribe button so that you never miss another episode of this One Life podcast. I'm your host, Carol Mix, and I'm so excited that you are here. And today we're going to be discussing how to have difficult conversations. Because who wants to have the difficult conversations? Like nobody wants to have the hard, the difficult conversations, but they are important and they are necessary and we all have to have them at some point. But how do we do it where we are taking care of ourselves in the process, but we're also mindful and compassionate and kind as we are trying to have the difficult conversation. Now, sometimes it's not easy to manage those emotions that you might be feeling, but it is important when we are communicating that we are taking good and loving care of ourselves and that we're also mindful of the other person if we really care about them to make sure that when we have a difficult conversation, we're not hurting or harming or moving further away from the person or the objective or the goal that we're trying to meet while having the conversation. So maybe this conversation is with somebody in your family, somebody that you love, maybe it is a friend, maybe it is a colleague or a coworker or an employee. Sometimes these difficult conversations just need to be had. And how do we do that? How do we start it? And how do we stand on a level, solid ground when we need to have these conversations? So that's what today is about. And I'm just going to dive into my story about it and what has me thinking about this because I had a whole lot of feelings going on and I really needed to have this really difficult conversation. And it ended surprisingly well for me and for the other person. And... I've had a couple of recent conversations with clients that have had to have some really difficult conversations and they haven't had them yet because they were sitting on it like, oh, I know I have to have this conversation. I'm dreading this conversation or I'm just not going to deal with it. And I'm not having this conversation at this time because I already know how it's going to end. And we all have had this experience But it does take up a lot of energy. It takes up a lot of mental space. It takes space in your heart and it disconnects you from the person that means the most to you or that the relationship means something to you. And there's no need to do that. So let us address it here and now on this episode and let's empower you to have really great difficult conversations. Well, that's what we can hope for, right? (laughs) But I will give you some tips and some strategies in order to have those conversations and to help you frame them up so that you are feeling heard and ultimately you are able to hear from the other person as opposed to having it explode or not go the way that you would hope that the conversation would go. So for myself, I had a recent experience where I was with a couple of people and my feelings had gotten hurt and it was almost like a stacking of my feelings getting hurt from things that were done and things that were said in a brief period of time together. 
And I definitely had some pretty strong feelings by the end of our time together. And typically I would just dump this on to my husband and he'd have to listen to me rant and rave and kind of talk it out and process it. As a verbal processor, which I am, I need to say the things out loud in order for me to process it. But at this time, I felt like I was too tired. I didn't want to go back over it all. And I didn't want to dump it all out on top of him when, in fact, I just needed time to assess on my own what I was thinking and feeling because a lot of intense feelings and emotions were happening from that experience. So the first thing that I did was just give myself the time to kind of process it and and let it sit and let it land and not react to it. You know, that reaction would have been confront those people right in that moment, which I know that would have just ruined the rest of our time together. And it wasn't the time or the place to do so. And I didn't want to just react to it. And the other part, again, like I had shared is, I didn't want to dump this all over the wrong person and just go on and on and just jack up that energy because you know how you can get going and take that energy and turn it into something else, especially when negative feelings were involved. So I gave myself the time and the space that I needed to just kind of take it all in and not react or respond, but just let it be. So the next day when I woke up and I was in the shower where I do all of my thinking, all the thoughts and the feelings were coming back and they were coming back pretty intensely and I was upset. My feelings were hurt, you know, and I knew that I had to address how I felt and I didn't want to push it down or shove it down or ignore it or just bypass it because this could have been one of those opportunities where I could have just stayed in a real shitty mood and get out of the shower and just clawed at my husband and whined in his ear about what was going on, which would have done nothing for me except just leave me feeling worse. I knew that I had to address this not only for myself, but I needed clarification and just understanding from the other people. So at that point, I had decided, you know what, I'm going to make the call. I'm going to call and I'm going to ask for some time to have a conversation. And just that act alone pretty much allowed me to see that I'm here for me and I'm going to show up for me and have this conversation because it needs to be had. I had made the decision that I didn't want to torture myself with my own thoughts and keep myself in just really crappy energy. And I wanted to deal with it. I wanted to say the thing. I wanted to hopefully gain some new and different understanding of the situation instead of just what I had made up in my head about it. But I also wanted to give the other person the opportunity to make amends or to, at the very least, understand my perspective and where I was coming from. The call actually went really, really well. Now, mind you, in the first minute, of course, the tears started flowing for me. So right there was my sign that, you know what, I had made the right choice of calling and asking for the time and the space with the person to say the thing out loud. I was really scared. I 
wasn't sure how they were going to respond, if they were going to get pissed at me or whatever the case may be. So I did have a lot of fear and anxiety going into it. But at the same time, it felt so good for me to say, you know what, um, this is what I was feeling and this was what was going on. Now this person knew that in that situation, my energy had shifted. They had felt my energy. They knew something was up for me, but they didn't know what. So it was really good that I took the time to express exactly how I was feeling and what was going on. And this person helped me to understand a different perspective that I couldn't understand or couldn't see because they had different knowledge that I didn't have at the time. So it really allowed for clearing the air and it really allowed for both of us to come away with a new and different understanding, but also a sensitivity of, you know, where I am. So where my boundary is, I was advocating for myself, for my boundaries, and they could clearly understand where it was. And it didn't need to be said in a knockdown, drag out fight or an explosion, but rather this is where the boundary is for me and I just need you to understand that and this is how it makes me feel so that everybody was clear. So in these conversations for yourself, and I just have to say it just felt so damn good. <laughs> now there was a point where I had some vulnerability hangover and I'll get into that in a minute. And that doesn't, it, that never feels good. But after processing through that and letting myself feel that and flow through it and have some conversation with myself that was needed to adjust what my thoughts were in all of this rush of emotion, once I calmed down, I felt so much lighter. Like I knew that I had done the right thing for myself and for that person. I knew what my next action steps were going to be. And I didn't have to spend the rest of my day feeling in a really miserable mood or upset or disconnected from this person and thinking all these thoughts and overthinking and ruminating like I normally would do. So all of these pieces really played out for me. So some steps for you to consider for yourself if there are some difficult conversations that you know that you need to have but you've been avoiding it or you're just not sure how to even get started. So the first step would be have the right conversation with the right person at the right time. Again, how often do we claw the eyes out of someone or scratch them up and it has nothing to do with that person? Even if it's just that venting or talking it out, that leaves that person feeling dumped on. And now they're holding on to this information about somebody else. They don't feel good about that. Maybe it might leave them feeling powerless in the situation or maybe a little uncomfortable if they too know that person. And now you're putting all of that energy and creating a divide or feelings perhaps between that person. So I'm not saying don't vent or don't talk things out. We all need to do that. But consider how often you're doing that. And are you having the right conversation with the right person at the right time? 
So maybe you do need to talk it out with a separate different person and they can help and give you the insight. But avoiding having that conversation with the right person will always leave some mess in its wake. It's always going to leave some residue there that can build up and stack up. And over time, if you are creating this habit of avoiding these conversations or difficult conversations, then you're just cheating yourself. And yourself knows about that. You know that you're doing this to yourself. Over time, you will see that if that's your go-to, then you will have all these build built up resentments within yourself and in your relationships. So pay mind to that. The second one would be stop stuffing it, stuffing it down and ignoring it. The energy it takes to contain it, the disconnection or the anger or sadness or blame or resentment, all of these types of feelings really leave you overthinking and making up stories about another person and perpetuating negativity within yourself. And before you know it, you'll have a whole ass story made up about a situation that maybe you weren't even clear on, or maybe you weren't privy to information just like I wasn't in my scenario. There was information that I didn't have that I needed to really think about before I was feeling angry towards another person. Or maybe you just don't have all the facts. If it's a one-sided or a closed loop of thoughts and assumptions, that can be poisoning your relationships. So pay attention to how often you are just stuffing it down or ignoring it or just bypassing it. Like, you know what? I'm not going to deal with that this time. And these little added pylons or this stacking, as I had said earlier, that can really do a lot of harm, not only to the relationship, but to yourself as well. The third piece or tip that I have is to set the stage. Be brave, reach out, have the hard conversations with the person, but make sure that you're prepping them to give them the opportunity to know, but set your intention ahead of time. When I called and left a message, I had said, hey, I'd love to have a chat with you. It's nothing critical, um, just so they knew that like, okay, why does she want to talk to me? I hate those panic calls. Like, I want to talk to you. That never leaves anybody feeling good. So setting the stage, just like, I want to talk something through with you. I have some thoughts and I would love to have your opinion on it or I would love to share this with you. That sets the stage not only for yourself, but for the person so that they're not on the defense right when you do get into the conversation because there is nothing worse than having to have somebody in defense mode when you're trying to be vulnerable or open or share what it is that's going on in your heart and in your mind. The fourth one is ask for what you need. And maybe you just need to say it out loud or maybe you need to just be heard and you don't need that person to fix anything. Maybe you just want or need them to help you think it through or get thoughts in order to confirm or validate what you're feeling. But either way, addressing the issue in a kind and compassionate way from what your experience is and what you're thinking allows the air to be cleared and for greater understanding for both parties. 
it's hard to ask for what we want sometimes. I know it is for me. And this is something that I'm definitely practicing more and more often to develop that muscle of the practice of asking for what I need and being brave enough to do that. Because there are so many times where I don't make that the focus or I ignore that for myself. And again, that just adds to the resentment and makes it so much harder. So practice asking for what you need. And sometimes that does come through difficult conversations, but it keeps your boundary and it keeps you clear on what it is that you need for you. Advocating for you. And that's an important thing. So expect a vulnerability hangover afterwards. So this is something uh, that is a coined phrase from Dr. Brene Brown. I don't know if you have heard of her, but she is just fantastic, fantastic. So her definition of a vulnerability hangover is the gut-wrenching feeling of shame and fear that pops right when we undertake an emotional risk. So it refers to that aftermath we experience in the form of the emotional cringe. How's that? How are those two words together? Emotional cringe upon deciding to put ourselves out there. You know that feeling that those thoughts that come right into your head like, oh my gosh, why did I say this out loud? Um, maybe I just need to keep it to myself and not say all the things, right? Um, what if I'm judged or what if I said too much or why did I just do that? Oh, why did I do that? And there's been so many times where that vulnerability hangover um, sets in after you have that conversation. So if this happens to you, if this happens to you and it happens to most of us, know that those feelings are all going to come and it doesn't mean you have to do anything about it. When I shared everything that I felt and then we had a great connecting conversation and then I cried and I felt good and then I had deeper understandings that I didn't know, I hung up the phone and then boom, it hit me. And it was just, oh man, it's that standing there open and naked and vulnerable is what it feels like. And then all of those thoughts, you know, like, why did I make such a big deal of this? You know, maybe I didn't have to make a big deal about it. But that would have been me minimizing or disregarding my feelings or my thoughts. And hell no, no, don't do that. My feelings are important and so are yours, right? So vulnerability hangovers happen. Flow through it. Let the feelings happen and then have the conversation with yourself and the understanding that the risk, the emotional risk that you just took and the outcome that comes after that, there's increased trust and a bond with your person, whether it is with somebody that you love, family, friend, an employee, all of this increased trust in this bond does happen when we are brave enough to be vulnerable. Vulnerability happens and the practice of that. It's not often that we're out looking every single day. How can I be vulnerable out here? <laughs> I don't know who's that psychotic, but you know what? The more that you practice it, the better that it feels. 
and it feels more natural and it's not something where you feel like you always have to hide or hold everything in, but rather you can be open and trust that you're going to be okay in the times and the spaces that you appropriately choose to be vulnerable. You took a chance and you practice bravery. Again, it's that practicing to be seen, heard, and hopefully understood. You're using your voice because it matters. And more than anything else, you're giving the proper person the chance to make amends, to explain, to help you understand in a better, different way. And it helps you create a different perspective than what you may have been experiencing in your head. So consider all of those things when you are stepping out for these really hard conversations that you may be stressed out about or fearful or putting off because all of these practices of the outcomes of all these really great things that happen, you have to go through the conversation in order to experience that with the other person. And sometimes we forget about all the good things or the end result at the end of it all. Even if it is an argument, even if it doesn't go the way that you want it to, when you do work through it and you do come back to it, let's just say it ends in a way that you didn't want it to. This whole conversation goes south and it ends up in a knockdown drag out fight if you are coming back to it in a healthy way. All of these outcomes are there for you when you move through the space of communicating in a kind and compassionate way that both of you are feeling heard and understood. And that is the ultimate goal for I don't know many people that go with the intention to communicate with people so that they can just tear it apart um, and not be productive in that conversation. So obviously these are the conversations that we're talking about um, with hopes that it does have that outcome where both people are feeling heard and understood through it all. Now, what if it goes south? Now that is not always going to be the way that you imagine. Know that sometimes these conversations are not going to go the way that you imagined. And this is where compassionate listening comes in for you. So with compassionate listening, there isn't a reaction, there isn't the defense, there isn't the justifying, it's the act of listening. And this can be some of the hardest self-control you'll ever practice, but when done and done well, it leaves that other person feeling heard and understood. Now, there have been times where I have initiated the conversation and it's a difficult conversation and I know it's going to be a difficult conversation, but I've initiated that conversation and it's not going the way that I was imagining it to go or hoping for it to go. And I've had to step back from it and just practice listening. And there are times where I was feeling triggered or reacting on the inside, but I needed to give myself the space to just listen and practice that. And it's hard. But once you do, once you do, what you'll begin to see is that you're giving yourself that boundary and you're holding that space for yourself to perhaps not act out in a way that you once did 
or you're remaining in control of what your energy and your output and your responses are. And sometimes that can feel a lot more powerful. And that is when you can say, you know what, I'm just going to listen right now. I'm just going to take this in. And it's okay to pause and say, you know what, I need to come back and I need to process this, but I hear what you're saying. So that is one way for myself that when I have found difficult conversations going south, and it's definitely, I'm feeling that energy, it's not what I was at all picturing, or what I'm saying is not received. And you know what, not everybody has to receive what we have to say. But it's really good to make sure that you're maintaining your boundaries, and your protection of yourself and the other person when you're seeing that all right, this isn't going the way that I needed to. Let's let's take a break. Let's pause and let's come back to this conversation and make sure you go back to that conversation if you do ask for that break. So an idea to start the conversation, because I was just speaking with a client today, in fact, and she knew that she had to have this conversation, but she just didn't even know how to start that conversation. And for me, one of the most powerful ways of keeping that ownership of where I'm coming from with the conversation is an opener such as this. The story I'm telling myself about this situation is dot, dot, dot. Fill in the blank there with what you're thinking about the situation. What is the story that you're telling yourself, which is your perspective, And then asking, am I close or am I way off here? And then shut up and give yourself that. Now hold that, hold your tongue because there's, you're going to want to say more, but hold it and let that person hear what it is that you're telling yourself about the situation. Now, if that isn't one of the most vulnerable ways to open a conversation, but it's also in full ownership of what you've got going on inside of your head and then you're sharing it and then it allows the person to then say yep okay yep that's accurate or no absolutely not how would you even think that and then you can start the dialogue from there but again remember that the conversation that feels difficult to you or that is hard to you is really just a perspective. There are hundreds of perspectives in every scenario. There really are. Well, maybe not hundreds, right? That's a little dramatic, Carol, but <laughs> but you know what? There are different perspectives than the one that you have. And all of our perspectives are just a story. So when we realize that this is just a story that you're telling yourself about the situation, and that's why it's difficult in your head, the story that I'm telling myself about this situation is this really allows you to take full ownership of your perspective. It's not accusatory or you did this or you did that in placing blame and having you in a victim stance, but rather it has you in a powerful stance of saying, this is the perspective that I have. Am I close or am I way off? And that has always been a really great way to open the conversation 
to allow the other person to see a little bit what's going on in your head and then what it is that you know, might be there or in the way or creating some of the scenario. So I hope that all of this was helpful and it gives you some food for thought about those difficult conversations that you might have brewing or that have not happened yet that you know they need to happen because you just need to clear the air with this person but also clear that energy from yourself. So a quick recap, have the right conversation with the right person at the right time. Don't be venting all over people, all right? <laughs> Don't be venting all over people and leaving them powerless either. Of course, of course, it is okay and healthy and right and just to vent or talk things out with somebody that is trusted and that wants to have that conversation with you and that is there to support you. But don't just have these conversations with the wrong person that is not going to help you or be productive at the end of it all. Stop stuffing it down and ignoring it. If you know that you need to have a difficult or a hard conversation, you got to buck up and you got to go have that conversation. That's what you need to do. You owe that to yourself and your relationships. Set the stage, set the intention, be brave and reach out and have that hard conversation. But just set the expectations ahead of time of what it is that you need. If not for them, mostly for yourself so that you know what it is that you want and need from this conversation. And that helps so much in clarifying instead of just exploding on somebody because you're super pissed about something, but rather like, I want to work on this situation and I want to move through it or whatever your intention is. And lastly, ask for what you need. The practice of asking for what you need is not only you using your voice, but it is also allowing the other person to step in and be able to do something differently. Maybe that's they don't know or maybe that's something that they want to do. But most times we don't give others the opportunity to step in and be helpful or to do what it is that we want or need quite simply because we're not asking. So that's what I've got for today's episode. I appreciate you coming down this path with me. I'm not just here to just motivate you or inspire you, but I want to help you. So if you love this episode, please share it with who you know and who you love. And I'm going to sign off with a reminder of, you know what, we've only got this one life to live and we're not meant to just barely survive. So a lot of times when we're in survival mode, Difficult conversations are like the last thing that we have the energy for. But with that said, by not having them, we're cheating ourselves and we're keeping ourselves stuck in the patterns that are not what have us feeling connected or loved or seen or heard. So keep that in mind as you move forward this week and take a look around you and see which relationships or which pieces have you been maybe stuffing down or ignoring and now's the time to have that compassionate conversation 
not only for yourself, but for that other person, because your relationships matter not only to you, but to the other people as well. So I hope this helps and I can't wait to see what your thoughts are. So let us connect. If you have not rated or reviewed, please do so and let me know what you think. Until next time, I hope that you are well. I hope that things are meaningful and magical in your world. Take care of yourself.